When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Great to be with you today. We got a lot to get into. We're going to really dig on some things. We're going to talk about Chad Oshosinko. We're going to talk about new linebackers coach and run game coordinator Mike Caldwell. Uh, we're going to dig in on, on just a bunch of stuff going on. We're going to talk about um, some signs of a of massive Raider improvement that we learned from the Chiefs. We're going to get into that, of course. And we're going to get into another issue with Magic Johnson. So let's dig right in today. Just want to take a quick second to tell all of you, thank you for listening um, subscribing, linking, just click those buttons. Thank you so much. And um, it just, it allows us to continue to bring you the best free coverage of the Raiders on the internet. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. And uh, you guys are the best. I don't want to dig in. We wrote an article yesterday. Ian Rappaport had reported that um, Magic Johnson gets a hold of Cliff Kingsbury and says, hey, if you haven't sold that, and this is a paraphrase, but if you haven't signed that contract, we'd really like to have you in Washington. Totally uh, brought about the change. Now, a couple things that I think are very important to mention about that. Wasn't like Irvin broke any rules. There was no contract. But he certainly interfered with what AP want, <laughs> wanted to do, but there were no rules broken. Um that's not the way that Irvin operates, you know, breaking rules. But I want to go back because I think it's very important to reiterate. And I'm just going to spend a couple seconds here. I'm not going to spend a ton of time, but it's very important to reiterate. You don't want people who don't want to be part of your team. You want guys who are all in. Um, I think you're seeing um, some interesting things with Getzey. I'm see I had a lot of people on social media or email saying to me, okay, great. Antonio Pierce said this guy kicked our butt. That's why we hired him. Why do you hire a guy after one game? It wasn't one game. Antonio was making clear this is what he did against us. And then he also, you know, he was referring to that because that's a common denominator that most people can go back if they DVR the games and watch. It was more than that. It was respect that he had built over a long period of time and everybody has bosses. So let me give you an example. There was a lot of people who wanted Antonio Pierce to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders when last season ended. But the year before, a lot of people didn't know that he, you know, I mean, they knew he was on the staff. They knew who he was, but they wanted the defensive staff fired. And a few months later, they're screaming for him to be the head coach. Everybody's got bosses. It's very important to remember. 
And so you look at guys, you you look at schemes, you look at things that they did, you analyze and say, okay, how does this work in our environment? I'll, I'll give you a very, very quick story, but it's completely germane to this. I have a friend who is a very successful NFL coach. And he went to a place because his something had happened to his head coach, even though he had done very, very well. And he goes to a place where his new head coach wanted things done a certain way. And he went from being super respected to not being respected. And as soon as he could, he got out and went to a place that said, hey, we want you to do what you do. That's why it's really important. How many times have you worked for a boss that either tells you how to do everything or empowers you to do it? Let you do it. Hey, I'm not going to babysit you. I'm not going to be looking over your shoulder. I hired you to do this job. If you can't do it, I'll replace you. That's what people prefer. People who are driven, people who are entrepreneurial, people who are self-motivated, rugged individualists, want to be left alone and let me do my job. And, and you just got to remember that when you're dealing with people. Remember, less than a year before, people were clamoring for Antonio Pierce to get the head coaching job. People were clamoring for the defensive coaches to be fired. So that's that's just a point of reference to remember. Magic didn't break any rules, but I think he did did the Raiders a favor. I think he did the Raiders a humongous favor. You're not all in? See ya. See ya. Don't, Don't need you. And we want you to be happy, and we and we want to be happy is how I, I would assume AP took it. Okay, great. And I loved it. Asked my media members the other day what happened to Cliff. He goes, I ain't talking about people that ain't Raiders. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, I want to address another issue. So I, I had a great visit with Max the other day. If you didn't watch the video, you should have. Um, but he reiterated to me that, the surgeries went great. He's not anticipating any other surgeries. He had a knee and his thumb repaired. And he's not anticipating any other surgeries. They're going to be locked and loaded, ready to go. OTAs, mini camps, all that. He's going to be locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, I think that's super important. Sometimes you do a surgery and then you got to go back and have maybe some scar tissue cleaned up or some other things that just kind of slow progress. And uh, that's not been a great concern and isn't one and as he moves forward all right i want to talk about mike caldwell the um, ap hired him nothing's been sent out from the team but ap hired him to be the um linebacker coach and to be the run game coordinator defensive run game coordinator uh, caldwell played in the league for 11 years he was last two years he was a defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the first year went very well. Last year did not go well um, for a lot of different reasons. Some of them very much defensive issues. Some of them um, things that were wanted to be run. And some were the the Jaguars down the stretch collapsed um, in several areas. And one of the things you want to remember if you've ever played the game Jenga and it's where you pull pieces out, well, a football team is really like a big Jenga board. I mean, how many times 
I mean, we all know how good the Las Vegas Raiders defense was this year. It was phenomenal. The best in the NFL after Antonio Pierce took over. But you can't just praise that without praising what A.J. Cole did, putting the ball in some difficult areas for opposing teams. So because of what A.J. Cole did, it was like a jingle board. And then the offense wasn't taking risks. I mean, A04, Aiden O'Connell, had one interception in his last five games. So they protected the football, part of the jingle board. A.J. Cole buried people in terrible field position, part of the jingle board. Defense played well, part of the jingle board. Now, I'm not minimizing what Patrick Graham did. He's not a good coach. He's a great coach. But it's understanding that when, when you look at people who fail, now, let's give a quick example. When a team fails, that sits on the head coach. Everything rises and falls on leadership. But sometimes you look at a defensive coordinator who fails and you look at an offense that put him in bad positions. Now, that certainly was not the situation in Jacksonville in totality. But down the stretch, there was there, there, that team began to struggle. So then it put stress on every area. Building a house one time. And I'll never forget there was an expanse in my house. And the engineer talked about this load and that load and how you balance it. And I, I said to him, I'm not an architect. Can you explain? And he said, yeah, you want to be able to spread the load. And then he used the football analogy because it's a lot like football. You, 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 you want your whole team in totality to win. You got to be good at special teams. You got to be good at defense offense. Your offense can't take risks to put your defense in a bad spot, but your defense has to rise up and put your offense in some good spots with some turnovers. It's, it's all inter interconnected. Now there are times, um, there are times Let's go back to what Tony Dungy did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Put together a phenomenal defense. Not good. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That they they struggled offensively. So what do the Buccaneers do? All right. We've got the defense in place. We need to fix the offense. And they go get John Gruden and win a Super Bowl. Now, there are a lot of people that believe, you know, just like, you saw for years the Pistons trying to beat um, the Detroit Pistons back in the bad boy era, trying to beat the Celtics, finally crossed that line and did beat them. Then there was Jordan and the Bulls trying to beat out the Pistons, and they failed a few times until finally they did. A lot of people believe that Tony Dungy had that team. It, that was really the issue, that they would have won a Super Bowl the next year with or without Gruden. The point of the matter is, is it doesn't matter what the belief is. Gruden came in and won the Super Bowl. And so it's very important. So Caldwell, 11 seasons in the NFL, got into coaching last two years, his first two years were um, with Jacksonville. His first year was very good. Part of last year was very good. And then the team as a whole began to collapse, not pretending any of it wasn't on the defense because there were some defensive lapses. Um, but there were offenses too. There were some special teams issues. And he was the one that paid the price for it. Um, I like this hire for a couple of reasons. He's very tough. Um, every He played linebacker like Antonio Pierce did. Um, he's tough. His linebackers are tough. He has shown an ability to develop linebackers. Now, 
Raiders have Robert Spillane, who's really, really good. Should have been an All-Pro this year. Okay, but they've got Divine Diablo, who certainly is growing, and so Luke Masterson and others. I'm not saying they don't have others. This is a guy that's going to be able to come in and develop guys. Uh, this was a really good, solid hire. Um, it was a great hire, actually, in my opinion, by AP. There were a lot of really good people available. So I can probably think of four or five. If he would have hired, I would have said it would have been a good hire. But this is a good one. And you get a guy that gets some former that has former defensive coordinator experience. Again, adding experience to your staff. This is a theme, a very, very good theme. Now, <clears throat> Andy Reid talked yesterday. Um, and I was over at the team hotel, but he talked yesterday about the Raiders game on Christmas day and how he went in and, and, and took it on the chin, told the team, Hey, I'm taking this one on my chin. I want to address this really quick because I thought it was fascinating because I don't know that people realize you know, the way teams, championship teams operate is they take care of the people they were supposed to take care of. The Chiefs entered that Christmas Day game, and you may remember, if not, you can go back and watch the podcast. That's what I love about the digital age. I told you that when I pick a game, I have 10 sets of criterion. And in that Chiefs game, I had six to four Chiefs, so normally I'd pick the Chiefs. But one of the very rare times, and I told you before the game, I'm going against my system. I'm picking the Raiders. And I gave you my, re my reasons why. One of the reasons that I gave you was that the Raiders were much improved, even though it had only been a few short weeks since they played. And that I thought that the Chiefs would overlook them. That's a danger when you are a championship-level team. I already beat him a couple weeks ago. They're going to lay down this time. Reed's comments were an incredible compliment, incredible compliment to AP. Essentially saying, hey, you know what? This one's on me. I didn't have the guys ready. You know, they, they came in looking for a street fight. We came in. Nickelodeon, let's get slimed. It's Christmas Day. Taylor's here. Woo! And we got our butt kicked. And that's a huge compliment to your Raider organization and to your Raider team. And it should be taken as such. Should be taken as such. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that you you understood his, his comment and context was, hey, this was on me as a coach. I didn't have them ready that this was a different team. I think that sent a message for 2024 that the Raiders are going to be different. They're going to look different. They're going to, they're going to play with that intensity, but that was something that teams didn't necessarily see. <clears throat> All right. I want to um, get into a, another issue that I think is important. I've had several people ask me, um, with Max Crosby's statement, do I feel like it caused any tension between him and Mark Davis? Absolutely not. 
Now, I did another interview with Max one-on-one that I have not put up yet in which he and I talked about it. So we're going to get to that. That one will come later after the Super Bowl. But I want you to know he loves Mark. They are close. A lot of people um, thought Max was being manipulative. That's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But I want you to know Max and Mark are close. They have a good relationship. A good one. And I think it's important for you to to know that. And I talked to Max specifically about it. Now, one other thing about the Max interview interview that I did do that's up that you can go watch the video that I thought was so important was he talked about, I think it was breakfast, maybe lunch, but having a meal with Getty um, when he was there interviewing. And that's what happens when you get championship level players. They're in the building every day. Yeah, he had surgery. Still in the building every single day. I can't tell you. I probably had four, maybe five media people um, ask me, you know, from around the country this week here at the Super Bowl, you know, about Max, about, you know, what kind of guy he is. I mean, he's in the facility almost every day. He's in the facility more than a lot of the staff. And working hard. And so when he sees Getze, he goes over. That's what team leaders do. And he was super excited that Getze got it. Now, I know a lot of you are not. That's fine. But I think it's important to share with you, you know, what are other people feeling? You know, Max Crosby doesn't want to lose. He's tired of the, tired of the losing. And Getze, would, in talking to him, was able to win him over. And let me tell you, that's not an easy job. Max Crosby is very smart, and he's nobody's fool. Nobody's fool. And so for him to have had that that interaction with Getze, pick his brain, and say, boy, I like this guy, that was a super big deal. Lastly, I want to talk about um, – I spent some time yesterday in the podcast talking about quarterbacks, and I said no decision's been made. <clears throat> I, I think the cost of moving up, to be able to get Caleb May, uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels is going to be humongously significant. I don't know that the Raiders are going to be willing to pay it. Now, if they fall in love with somebody through this process and they're like, listen, this is our next Kenny Stabler, I think they would do it. So we're going to wait there and just see what happens. Um, but as you know, I like to, um, talk with people from other organizations. Um, I like to talk to people who get their feedback, get their process. You know, um, if I'm looking at defensive tackles, I'm going to talk with somebody from an organization with a history of getting quality defensive tackles. If I'm going to talk to somebody about a quarterback, I go to people. Now I still talk to teams who maybe don't have a good track record of quarterback because they're going to probably be drafting one. And I like to know what they think. I think Drake may Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels all go in the top six. I they could go top three easily go top three. I don't know that they will right now. I think all of that depends what happens with, 
Chicago. Um, if Chicago sticks with Justin Fields and they and somebody trades up there, or does Chicago keep it and grab a Marvin Harrison? So we're going to wait and see how that plays out a little bit. But right now, I, 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 I don't see any scenario in talking with multiple teams. Um, now, there are multiple teams that think only one of those three deserves to be picked uh, in the top six. But talking to every team, the, the consensus is they're going to go quick. And there are some who think J.J. McCarthy after pro days and interviews, is going to skyrocket into the top five as well. Um, I've told you, I have three teams tell me that they think J.J. McCarthy is one of the top two quarterbacks. One told me they think he is the best, and two told me they thought he was the second. So let's wait. we're going to wait and see how all this folds out. This is, this is going to be a huge quarterback class. There could be as many as six go in the first round. I have trouble buying that because when you get to the end of the first round, even though in 2011 they changed the solid salary cap so it's not as big of a financial risk, um, I have trouble right now sitting here on February, I don't even know what the date is, 8, wrapping my uh, arms around six. But I'm not saying it won't happen. We're going to watch it as it gets closer. But many of you emailed it and asked me, what is the one quarterback that you see similar to Caleb Williams? And, and talking about scenario. So I want to go back and share this with you. Um, Zach Williams, I mean, Zach Wilson, excuse me. Um, Zach Wilson the quarterback out of BYU had a lot of teams um, just salivating. A lot of teams wanted Zach Wilson really, really bad. And I remember talking to some of the teams that I talked to about quarterbacks who were like, nah, we don't have a first-round grade on him. Now, in the interest of fair disclosure, I loved Zach Wilson. That's why, I, I mean, I, I think I'm a good evaluator of talent, but I'm nowhere near these other people because I thought Zach Wilson was a guy that really could shine. Um, I also said, though, I, I'm not a scout, so I'm not around him. I don't know his maturity level, all of that. Just what I saw on the, the, on the field in pro day very much impressed me. And so those same people who told me, yeah, you know, we're not buying on Zach Wilson are the same ones like, mm, we're not buying on Caleb Williams. And again, I'm not hating on Caleb. Seems like a great kid. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's fun to watch him, boy. That, that young man does some phenomenal things. He does some magical things with the football. So it's not because I don't like him. I think he's fantastic. But I'm telling you what I'm hearing from other people, and they're the same ones who are like, mm, not buying the Zach Wilson train. Now, subsequently, um, all of those people loved C.J. Stroud. All of those people that I trust are like generational. And 
um, one use generational, not all of them. The others are like, yeah, he's worthy of that first round pick. There are some concerns just because we don't know him well, but yeah, he's worthy of it. And we, we think we would select him if we were up there. And, and I, I brought that up because I want to keep reiterating what general managers have told me. There's a reason you see the same certain teams every year picking at the top of the draft. That's very important to remember that. And lastly, I, I want to reiterate this to you. I had a general manager tell me eight teams in the NFL are 100% certain they have a quarterback that can win them a Super Bowl. Eight teams think they do, and the other 16 are trying to become one of the top 16. And so I think that's very important to remember. I think it's very important to process that in your mind and understand with the Raiders, there's going to be additional quarterbacks brought to this team, period. There's going to be competition, period. They're, listen, they're going to bring in – more defensive ends over the years, and they're going to compete with Max. I don't think anybody's going to beat Max, and I don't think they think anybody's going to beat Max. But that's how AP operates. Compete, compete, compete. And guess what? The best ones love it. They love it. Uh, I know Max very well. If I told Max, hey, they're going to select a D number one in the first round, he's going to be like, wow, that's going to really push Malcolm. Why? Because he's confident. He's confident. Let's go. If you make us better, you make us better. Aiden O'Connell, he's he knows they're going to bring more quarterbacks in. He's good with it. He, he, he doesn't mind that. He's used to competing. And that's what you want out of your best players. So as the Super Bowl continues to progress, there's where we are today with the Raiders Again, Mike Caldwell, the new linebacker coach, I think that was a very good addition. Now, once Super Bowl's over and the entire staff's announced, we're going to go through and break down every single coach, everyone, strengths, weaknesses, everything else. So I think you're going to be really impressed. We're going to give you the complete lowdown. Um, someone asked me the other day, when are you going to give me the nitty gritty from Sin City? <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. But we're going to break it all down for you. We're going to discuss it with you. We're going to give it to you. A lot of great stuff coming. Thanks for being with us today. We have some awesome articles coming. So from all of us at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, please make sure follow us on IG, Hondo SR. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter. By the way, I love it. People are tweeting me pictures of them wearing black shoes with white socks. I love it. Uh, yeah, so a lot of fun, having a good time with it. Again, I got some really good Raider stuff that I think you're going to enjoy coming. But thanks for joining us today. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you soon. Be safe and enjoy it. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.